Blog Talk Radio. I hope you'll find some peace of mind in this lifetime. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them the truth. I hope you'll find some paradise. Tell them. Tell them the truth. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them your I've been going through something. 1,855 days. I've been going through something. Be afraid. What is a bitch in a miniskirt? A man in his feelings with bitter nerve. What is the woman that really hurt? A demon you're better on killing her. What is the relative making repetitive narratives on how you did it first? That is the predator him reverse. All of your presidency with her. What is the neighborhood reputable? That is a snitch on a pedestal. What is the house with a better view? A family broken and variable. What is a rapper with jewelry? A way that I show my maturity. What if I call on security? That means I'm calling on God for purity. I wanna get me a therapist. I can debate on my series and sharing it. Whoa. Consolidate all my comparisons. Humble enough because time was imperative. Whoa. Started to feel like it's only one answer to everything. I don't know where it is. Whoa. Popping the bottle with clarity. Whoa. Is it my head or my arrogance? Whoa. Shaking and moving like what am I doing? I'm flipping my time through the roller decks. Indulging myself in my life and my music. The word that I'm in is a total sex. The word that we in is just menacing. The demons portray the religionist. I'm waking them one and another. Her woman, I hope the psychologist listening. G-Wagon away from, it was all for rap I was 28 years young, 20 million in tax Bought a couple of mansions just for practice 500 in jewelry, chain was magic Never had it in public, late reaction 50k to cousins, post a caption Pray none of my enemies hold me captive I grieve different North America tour, my eyes closed. B5 both bumps, she was a model. Dedicated to the songs I wrote in the Bible. Eyes like green, penetrating the moonlight. Hair done in a bun, energy in the room like Big Bang for theory. God, hoping you hear me. Phone out the ring, but tell the world I'm busy. Fair enough. Green eyes that her mother didn't care enough. Sympathize when her daddy in the chain gang. Her first brother got killed, he was 21. I was nine when they put Lamont in the grave. Heartbroken when I sell to say goodbye. Chad left his body after we FaceTime. Green eyes that you be okay. First two sex to pain away. I grieve different. G-Wagon away from, it was all for rap I was 28 years young, 20 million in tax Bought a couple of mansions just for practice 500 in jewelry, chain was magic Never had it in public, late reactions 50k to cousins, post a caption Pray none of my enemies hold me captive So what? Paralyzed, the county building controlled us I bought a Rolex watch, I only wore one I bought affinity pools I never swam in I watched team by four cars in four months You know the family dynamics on repeat The insecurity locked down on PC I bought a 223, nobody peace street You won't do do me, I smell TNT Dave got him a Porsche, so I got me a Porsche Paid lottery for it, I ain't wanted a Porsche And poverty was the case But the money wiping the tears away I agree different
he came swimming okay. in. Like, now we yes. know niggas can't swim. This, they found a nigga that can swim. Okay? <laughs> he came swimming in. And one stride, he pulled himself up out the water, and he was on his feet kicking off his flip-flop. And he slammed this white boy so hard. Oh, man. That was M&A style. Like, he, he put him in a course position, lifted him up, and boomed him. I said, oh, hmm. they say he's only 16 or 17, and he got a yeah. um, funding for his legal defense. So I, I don't, I'm going to find more okay. information out. But, um, okay. yeah, so he came in, and he did some straight-up young brother, you know, and then – they go down to the boat. You know, the white people got on the boat now. They like, it's over. Oh, no. Now, see, this uh-huh. is an unwritten rule. Uh, you in Detroit, mm-hmm. I don't care where you come from. I know in New Jersey, where I'm from, same thing I witnessed in New York. It's an unwritten rule when dealing with black people. Specifically, mm-hmm. when there's someone who got jumped. Yeah. And you go get your friends now. You go rally up the troops to help you. And they come back. That initial comeback, they don't care who's there. They don't care who's outside. If you was on that, you getting, they coming back to fight. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter yeah. who, if you was a part of the jumping or not. Once they see right. you, you getting jumped. You, they jumping That's out right. on you because they assume That's right. you was part of it. So that's how we look at things. So once they jumped my man, it was all best off for the white people. Okay, because yeah. you can't differentiate between them, you know. But right. that was the that was that was the case. The kick was my man swimming. That that one got me. I, I, I respected that. And then and I saw the older brother with too. the chair. Yes, that's what I get ready to say. Oh man, he took the cake, man. He took the cake, man. <laughs> I saw a meme saying all black people need to go buy those white chairs and keep them in the house now. You know what I'm saying? That was that was some WWF. That was some high. <laughs> he he boomed my man twice and then he went and caught the chick. Boom! I yeah. said, "Oh, they locked him up immediately, though." They saw yeah. them being comfort. Man, oh, uh, you know what that was, man? That was that was years of frustration right there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I fin- yeah. we finally got these crackers. You know what I'm saying? I'm going all the way with it. You know, so, yeah. So, I- I'm proud of the brothers down in Alabama. You know what I'm saying? They they didn't just yeah. um, get beat up crossing the bridge. They they fought back. You know what I'm saying? I respected that. And um, kudos to them, man. You know what I'm saying? Have you, have you heard anybody <laughs> talking about that on the streets? Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody had. Did you see the fight? That's what I'm saying. That it was like it was like you say, one of those heavyweight fights. Everybody talking about it, and they yeah, talked they about a, them two brothers, the the one with the chair and the one in the water. Yeah, that brother in the water, bro. He he was like Michael Phelps out there, man. They need to put him in the Olympics. That brother got. <laughs> He jumped off the ferry like he was breaststroking to the and just hopped up out at once. Man, yo, I tell you, our people, when our mind is made up, we, we, ain't nothing nobody can do to us. You know what I'm saying? It's just that right. you do a lot of you do a lot of messing around and fighting each other all the time. But 
Man, that was good to see, man. That was um, but you know, man, Alabama they gonna fry them dudes, man. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna, they gonna throw the book at them black people down there, man. It's not, it's not like that happened in Chicago or Detroit, you know. Yeah, That's a whole now, other justice system. Yeah, but now it, the fight ain't over with. You know, now this is where the the legal team and everybody else needs to still come to the defense because the fight is still going on. It started with the security guards, so they're gonna, uh, you know, throw the books at the at the brothers. They still need to have backup. Oh the yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I'll I tell you, man, that was a all in, like, the elders, the women, and the young brothers. They was all in it together, that one, bro. They was all so, I swear, sisters catching people. You know, one sister came running out of the, like, where she came from? I mean, she must have she must have hopped off the boat, jumped, you know, came down in a, mm-hmm. in a white cat suit and just started hitting this white chick so hard. I said, oh. You catching that chick, man. I was like, yeah. man, I love it. I loved it. I just wish they would have had some Timberlands. Huh? Yeah, like back in the day when they used to stump you with they with they Timberlands. Yeah, you guys get pissed, stomp people out, man. It's time to put Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh and also yeah. the the guys who started this, you know they they have a restaurant too. And they, oh, they, put rest- the name, yeah. they put the name mm-hmm. and the phone number and the address of their restaurant on the uh, internet, too. Yeah, I saw that. And I saw where they, they're trying to get out on top of things and apologize. They said it wasn't mm-hmm. racial. It was, we had mm-hmm. too much to drink. You know how, you know, they always got the things. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But, you know. Nah, not in Alabama, man. That's not the place for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Brothers been through too much trauma down there. They not going for it. You know, they, the they, they, they Yeah, they, they ain't going for it at all down there mm-hmm. no more. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't no more mm-hmm. we shall overcome. Those days mm-hmm. is over. That's, That's right. Work. It's a new break. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I, I loved it, man. They pulled them off the boat. Those are the ones right there. They knew exactly who they was going for. And mm-hmm. as soon as the young brother came up, he swung. He wasn't playing like it was. It was a few, man. I, I know they're gonna go through that tape. I just hope all the people live out of state and they can't find them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's gonna be a terrible thing when they lock those brothers up, though, man. We need to have. And I, I'm with the GoFundMe and all that. We need to support them and try to um, get them some lawyers and stuff, man. Where's Benjamin right. Crump at when we need him? You know what I'm saying? Get Benjamin Crump down there. He's trying to get dead people acknowledged and stuff. Let him come down there and really do some real lawyering, you know, instead of just cut a deal, you know. So, yeah. We got um, some brilliant Lawyer. We, got, we have some brilliant black lawyers and whoever else. Oh, black for sure. <clears throat> it's time for mm-hmm. them to step up. You know, they take yeah. the part of the fight now. Yeah, yeah. They need to take this one pro bono, man. Take this one off the Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, all them lawyers, when I worked in um, at law firms, mm-hmm. the number one thing they do on um, pro bono is um, immigration. 
Mm-hmm. That's the one. The Lord, without the lawyers, those people couldn't stay in the country. Those lawyers, mm. they get a bunch of those files, and they file all the right paperwork to let them stay in the country. You okay. know, those people can't even speak English. So they client right. to someone they never seen, but they're doing that whole thing through some some foundation or something, whatever they might have set up, and they all do that pro mm-hmm. bono, and they get to log those hours. They're not payable, but they get to put it down as hours worked because, you know, okay. the, the, the way you move up in those type of firms is, and I worked, you know, 8 million hours, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and you mm-hmm. only worked 5 million hours, how come, you know, so you get to log it in as hours work. So, yeah, that's okay. um, that's the main people doing it. So they need to take this one pro bono, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did you see um, And they need to. Mm-hmm. 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 No, no, I'm just saying, they need to come out to Woodworks like the brothers did. You know, the attorneys need to be coming from all over the place to take on this. Exactly, exactly. You know, all over Alabama, man. I know they got plenty of civil rights lawyers and stuff. That's I mean, that's where a lot of the civil rights stuff started down there. You yeah. know, that's Martin Luther King Church was, and you know, Rosa Parks sat on the bus in Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's all like you know a key part. Was Alabama where Emmett Till was killed at too? I think so. I'm not sure. Was it Alabama or Mississippi? I don't those, know. It was one of them. That that's the deep south. Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. They, that's where them, you know, they gotta deal with that other type of stuff. Um mm-hmm. did you see what happened in New York? Now what happened? A little in New York? About the giveaway? Yeah, yeah. Turned into <laughs> a little a little riot. Um mm-hmm. And Some people think people. that was the setup. Go ahead. It's the flash mob effect. You know, Dr. X uh-huh. talked about that. How you just yeah. have everybody just show up one place and everybody show up in their underwears and do a dance together and then, you know, just walk away like they don't know each other. You know, like, mm-hmm. so the kid, um, his name is Kai Sinai, and I'm familiar with him from YouTube. He's kind of young, so I don't really, you know, watch too many of his videos. But occasionally, he'll, he, he's a video gamer. He's supposedly good at video gaming. I haven't been mm-hmm. a gamer in some years, so I don't know too much, you know, about what games he plays. But he's a video gamer. And um, he, um, he, um, he gets millions of people who sit there and watch him play games on Twitch. So that's he's gotten quite wealthy playing these games in front of these people. Kids idolize him. He's their favorite player. You know, they watch him play these games and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, and he's gotten quite popular with the entertainers. So occasionally in his room while he's playing games, he'll have a rapper or, you know, somebody else there. And that person I might want to see. So I'm going to check it out. You know what I'm saying? So he's a um, black kid, just a gamer, lives in a mansion, uh, looks like his his parents' house because he's been in the same room, you know, when he plays his game, got all these um, nice gadgets and clothes, you know, a social influencer guy. 
millions of people mm-hmm. on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And uh, he said he was going to give away five PlayStation 5 game consoles and about 100 gift cards to the people that showed up for this event. And uh, um, apparently, some people got there early. They said it was a few people there. It wasn't that big of a deal. And around noontime, plumes and plumes of young black kids started coming. Okay? They coming in with the music. They dancing. They rapping. They they smoking. They, they, you know what I'm saying? They doing their thing. They just there at the event having a good time. He comes out. They clap for him. They watch him, too. It was a peaceful event. And some idiot throws a water bottle from one side of the crowd to the other side of the crowd. And it hits someone. So that person picks up the water bottle and throws it back, of course, into the other side of the crowd. The crowd didn't care who they hit because they just got hit with a water bottle from over there. And it hit somebody who probably wasn't the right person. And that person picked up something and threw it. And you just saw everything flying from one side of the crowd to the next. And next thing you know, fist the thrown. And it becomes a big fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. not, not quite as good as the, <laughs> the fight in Alabama. But young black kids, they fighting, they jumping people. It, it, you know, it just became, it didn't start that way. Um, so the police come in, and being that this wasn't an event, that the police were notified about. It was only supposed to be a few hundred people. No reason to call the police to have barricades and extra cops out there and all that stuff. But it turned into that. So um, the police came in there to try to get order, and these young kids started beating the cops' ass. Now, this part was just as bad as what you saw in Alabama. I was shocked at what these young kids were doing to the police. I mean, no respect, no regard for them. I mean, they went all the way in on the police and um, jumped on their cars, damaged their police equipment. So the police had to run through the park. And then once they got to the other side of the park, the vans came with the police. And once they come, ain't nothing stopping that. That's a right. that's a done deal. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're coming out with the billy clubs and they 15 cops in each van. You ain't doing nothing to that. You know, they, so they, once they came, it was ordered, you know, the order was restored, but, um, they want to charge this young kid with felonies and stuff. And I don't think that he should be charged with felony. I don't think that he intended for this to happen. I don't, you know what I'm saying? He just was having a mm-hmm. small event. He didn't know that he had that many people that was going to show up. I mean, he should have known when black people hear something in the street. We all going right. to show up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so he giving away right. five. I'm going to get one of them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so he he kind of messed up there. But I think some of these charges coming from the black mayor is a little ridiculous. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a young kid, probably 18, 19, social media personality. He ain't no bad kid. In fact, the event was entitled... Um, get off the streets and go stream. You know what I'm saying? Telling the kids, get off the streets and go do what he's doing. Go go stream mm-hmm. yourself and, and get get money, you know, streaming on YouTube and Twitch and TikTok and whatever. 
you know, and stop doing whatever the bad stuff is in the street. So he even had a good message behind it. But, of course, everything getting misconstrued to he minister society number one. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I hope um, I hope it works out for him, you know. Um, so, right. yeah. Yeah. But uh, I was kind of impressed watching that, watching the young people fight the cops there. I said, man, these kids ain't scared of the police. They don't, you know what I'm saying? These kids, just they going in. You know, they, they trying to get the gun. I mean, they ain't playing. Like, they, they really trying to be. And um, then I turned around and saw the Alabama thing. I said, man, maybe we reached the turning point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we reached the turning point over here. So, um, but um, more more seriously, I was just being confused. Well, seriously, the children today that are teenagers, their experience with um, public uh, outrage, so to say, is defined by the George Floyd market. Okay? And I, I sat back like everyone else did. We had COVID, so everybody was home. And I watched that, and I saw stuff go down in that those riots, which went on for a whole summer. I mean, that I never see happen no in no other riots in American history. People were shooting fireworks at the cops, and cops couldn't do nothing about it. People was, you know what I'm saying, um, looting and robbing, and it was like just let them do it. But that, so this that is was this, organized. That was organized. But, um, it, it was organized to allow them to do that. So now mm-hmm. here it is two, three years later. This is how, well, how else do they know how to ride it? Right? This is what you okay, do. So Jump on the cars. Them. It was showing them, the young people, what to do and how to do it. That's what they showed saying. them the, the wrong way to do it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's right, not the right, right way to do it. But right. you showed them that you let them get away with the wrong way because for the political reasons they wanted to set them politicize up. the George Floyd thing. They wanted to use that as a premise to make Trump look bad and his policing and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So the whole summer of riots, which we never saw, how long black riots usually last? Uh, what a day or two before they send in the national guard and shut it down? Right. They don't. They went through Minnesota and burnt down every precinct, and no one went to jail. Like, well, what, what are we doing here? That now you want to punish these kids for doing it? Like, no, you can't do that. Y'all let them get away with it. Y'all created this animal. You know what I'm saying? Now, this is how they're gonna riot from now until the end of today. Till they finish, you know, and they gotta deal with it. They gonna go and tear shit up. That's what they were taught, you know, but they ain't going to never get no justice doing that. You know what I'm saying? They just going to look mm-hmm. like a bunch of hooligans and stuff. And that's the that's what the media did to the riots um, where George Floyd, when they went through Chicago and went through Los Angeles and Atlanta, looting all the stores, burning down the properties, and the media said, oh, they just... Um, they're just exhibiting some outrage. They didn't demonize them for it. It was like it was totally fine. 
So we're looking back now like, oh, so this is cool to do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the media let them get away with it, you know? Yeah, that to me, it's like happen. it was a setup. Exactly. You know George, set that George Soros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soros had it all set up. They had the DAs in place. So nobody was going to go get charged with anything. I mean, they had it set up perfectly, you know, but. But I'm talking about they set it up for the young people. You know, it's like, hey, this is like you just say, this is how you do it. And they they made it like, oh, it's okay. You ain't going to get in trouble. But then now mm-hmm. they invaded them in. And so now they in and now they want to give them felonies and lock them up for life and exactly. all that. Exactly. There you go. That's exactly what I'm saying. Now you want to drop the hammer on them. You know what I'm saying? And um, But it was perfectly fine when it fit their agenda. It was perfectly fine to have the whole NBA walking around with Black Lives Matter jerseys. You even had hockey, hockey teams walking around with Black Lives Matter jerseys. Like, come on, man. This is ridiculous. But all the fit an agenda. So, um, I thought that was um, pretty interesting to see them young kids um, getting it in like that. Um, the other big thing that happened this week, Bev, did you see um, this new discovery called LK99? No, I haven't seen that. Okay, they're calling this the greatest discovery in history of mankind. Um, could be. It's, quite, it's very much in the early stages. Um, but it's something that hasn't happened often, uh, something that's a superconductor. Um, but it operates at room temperature. Usually when you have a superconductor, it has to operate at zero degrees. Wait, like, when I talk about zero, I mean, you got to go below zero, but each one is certain like maybe 23 degrees below zero carrier to be a superconductor. It might be 48,000 degrees below zero for this material to be a superconductor. But this thing is conducting uh, at room temperature, you know. Um, So it could potentially change electricity forever, like um, the way you get electricity the way that we deliver um, electricity, everything could change with this one device. Like, uh, instead of you having wires and stuff that control your electricity, you'll have, like, a little piece of this material just spinning in suspension. And uh, how superconductors work, if you take the two magnets and put them on top of each other, the superconductor will stay suspended um, in the middle, just spinning around. Right, um, conducted energy on its own. That's why it's a superconductor. It doesn't have any wires or anything hooked up to it. You know, it's just conducting energy on its own and able to give off way more energy than any um, copper wiring or anything that we use in our houses and stuff. This is like a super big deal if this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I did some uh, little research on conductors and stuff just so people can get a gist on what a conductor is and what a superconductor is. Um, a conductor in electrical or electronic engineering, a conductor is a type of material that allows 
the flow of a charge, otherwise known as an electrical current. Most common electrical currents are made from metals, IG, copper, silver, gold. Such materials allow the flow due to its presence of free electron and ions to start moving when their potentially uh, where their potential difference is applied. Okay, so um, once again, examples: copper, gold, silver, uh, aluminum. Um, these are all conductors. These are all the wires that we'll find in our um, fins, our soles, uh, other everything that plugs into the wall. You're gonna have these type of wires, you know, in it. The stuff that you don't see in your walls that makes your electricity work. That all that stuff is these wires. Um, a superconductor is a material that exhibits zero electrical resistance, i.e. there's no opposition for the flow of electrical current. The resistance causes a loss of energy in the form of heat. But since there's no resistance, there's no loss of heat or energy inside of a superconductor. And, of course, there's no loss of heat because they keep it frozen. So that's why they keep it at a zero-degree temperature. Um but this one is different in this definition. They didn't discover this yet when this definition was made by Webster's. But um, this will operate at room temperature. This changes the whole game. This means everyone can get one. Everyone can get a superconductor in their house and ditch the energy companies that they have. This is true. Um, um, but unlike normal conductors whose resistance decreases slowly, the resistance of superconductor falls to zero below a fixed temperature known as the critical temperature. And that's why they got to keep it frozen. Normal conductors have some constant resistance, even their temperature, even their temperature, um, uh, when their temperature it reaches absolute zero. But a superconductor's resistance abruptly falls to zero below the critical temperature. Okay, so um, like a copper wiring, you don't, It'll, it'll operate a little bit better if it's in a zero-degree environment, but it's still not perfect, you know what I'm saying? But this will continue to be perfect as long as it's in the zero-degree environment. And like I keep saying, it, the new one that they discovered, LK99, operates at room temperature. So it doesn't have to be in the zero degree. Um, this is going to make us all be able to have a quantum computer in our house if this is true. You know, because the type of energy it takes to operate a quantum computer to operate on for an hour might be able to power New York for a month. This will change the whole game of everything we're doing if this is um, a true thing. The LK-99 was discovered in a lab in South Korea. So the South Koreans discovered it. Then they passed it on to another college with the same exact told them to do the same exact thing, and they did the same thing. So they said, okay, wait up. Now it's worked here and it's worked there. So now every college in the world is going to be working on this LK99 to see if they can get this into some, to something that they that we could all use. So this is um probably, remember it, I told Eddie on his show Wednesday, like, we got to do the numbers on this. This might be the biggest discovery ever, you know, um, as far as probably big, the biggest discovery since oil. Let's say that, you know, since they discovered oil, you know, this this will be replace oil, of course, but it, it will be, you know, one of these things in your car, 
one of these things in your your, your refrigerator. This will replace uh, a lot of the semiconductors. Semiconductors are the chips inside of our electronical devices that the current flows through and information is flowing through. Um, you know, it's the stuff that makes your stuff smart. You know, the chip makes your phone smart. The chip makes your refrigerator smart. The chips in your car make your car smart. So it'll even replace that. Uh, the, this technology would replace the silicon that we put in the chip, you know. So this is um pretty big. Um, I'm surprised that they aren't talking about it everywhere. But I think if this was discovered in the United States, they definitely would be headlines all over the place. You know, it's the greatest discovery ever. But um, it goes to South Korea. Yeah, so, so um, look that up. You, you, mm-hmm. you know, we are electrical, so this is going to affect us too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sure. It might be in a good way, though. You know, you never know. Um, But, you know, I'm interested to see it. It's that little cube that you see floating in, floating in the movies that, you know, it, I, I I can't think of the movie with it, where they show it. But, um, yeah, this is this is pretty much like what powers the spaceship in the movie. Um, but, okay. you know, it's real now. Like, they, they actually um, are showing it. Uh, have have so you seen what's been going on? What are, uh, what are they say? using it? What, what, what are they saying they're going to use it for? To get this to work, they could cut down, they could cut out all the nuclear power plants in the world. They could okay. shut down all the coal-burning power plants in the world and just have this in there. Uh, and this will give electricity to a whole city, to a whole country, if it's big enough. But you know, mm-hmm. the United States will have one probably every so often. But yeah, this is um free energy, so to speak. This this this, and of course, it's not going to be free. But the in theory, you know what I'm saying? Free energy mm-hmm. without gas, without electric electrical power. Something that charges a battery in a second. Once you plug the battery into this, the battery is automatically charged. It's a superconductor. You know, it's okay. It's super, you know, so this for their for what they're planning is perfect timing. You know, uh, electric cars, a whole right. electrical grid, getting rid of the oil, having electrical money, all of that needs electricity, and this will be the thing that it seems like, ironically, they just discovered, but it'll sure solve all their problems. Well, and you can see the pictures of it working. How the the student has it in the dish and it's just floating above the metal magnet showing that it has zero resistance to that magnet so also what this could do is um trains wouldn't be on tracks anymore they'll hover above the tracks cars could hover above the ground they won't have to roll on the ground anymore you know like this would be that type of energy that type of change that could happen if this is um, true, if this, you know, pans out to, you know, actually be true, you know. Um, so that's, uh, like I said, uh, just remember it. You know, it might be like a few years ago, the big discovery was graphene. 
still haven't seen, you know, too much. I hear about it here and there, but, you know, that was supposed to be the um, uh, vibranium, you know, the new, vib- like the, the vibranium in Africa for the black cancer, like that, that device that fixes everything. But, you know, they're still working with that. So, you know, it might be years and years before this thing pops off, but it's been discovered. Um, and that's a big deal. Um, have you seen what's been happening in Africa? Uh, what's been going on in Africa? Um, well, Africa, as you know, was one place until the 1850s, I believe, when they had the Berlin Conference and the Europeans, you know, split it up into the pretty much the country that it is today. So they could colonize it and take the resources. And one of the major Europeans that took the resources was France. And France created a colony there called Niger or Niger. Um, Looks like nigger without two G's, Mm -hmm. N-I-G-E-R, Niger. They speak French. Um, So Nigeria is very important because it gave France um, a lot of control over the uranium market. Uranium is the key component in making nuclear power plants. It's also the key key ingredient for a nuclear missile, nuclear bomb. All of that has uranium in it. Nigeria has the largest um, uranium supply. So uh, over the years, Russia has moved in and cut a lot of deals with the um, Niger government um, to get uranium because they have, of course, France and the United States looked the other way and allowed this to happen because Russia will refine the uranium and sell it back to the United States. Talk about their nuclear arsenals. They supply each other. You know what I'm saying? So all of the trade uh, restrictions on Russia uh, that they put, there's no trade restriction on uranium. They still trade in uranium because the United States needs it and Russia needs the United States to do their part in some of the procurement of it. So you know, Russia refines it and the United States does some of the procurement of it, of the mining of it. You know, they get all that done over there through France. But um, they just kicked out the government. They had a coup. The military came in. They arrested the president, his wife and kids, in the presidential castle, and they put a Russian flag on top of the capital. <laughs> in other words, to say we're no longer doing business with the West. We're doing business with Russia now. Now, just a few weeks ago, Russia blew up the Ukraine's grain mines after the after Ukraine blew up their bridge, Russia took off the gloves a little bit and went and took off, knocked out, shot up, shot up all their grain fields. So their grain fields is burning. They can't sell. Their number one resource to sell is grain. So they're, they're but Ukraine supplies the grain to a lot of Africa. They're called the breadbasket of the world because they're the number one grain grower in the world. Russia's number two. So Russia stepped in and told Africa that he's going to send them Russian grain 
and a supplement for the Ukrainian grain he blew up because he understands that they need it. So he's looking real good to the African countries right now. He's going to give them the grain they need, even though he blew up Ukraine's grain. And um, China's over there, and China and Russia are working together, um, building bridges. Um, Russia's doing a lot of the engineering on some of that stuff for them. So the United States is losing power in Africa. And when I say the United States, I mean the collective of the United States, United States, France, UK, Germany, they, you know, they hold a little posse they run with that control things. So um, now the United States is trying to get other African countries to fight a war against Nigeria's new military government. Um, so that's popping off over there right now. It's sending a lot of equipment. Um, and a lot of it's coming from the Europeans. A lot of weapons over to the um, certain parts of Africa so they could fight a war against Nigeria. Um, so look for that to really um, destabilize Africa because Africa is not really known, at least in my lifetime, except for the, the Hutu and the Tutsi, but they was using knives. They, they, that, was, that was something different. You know what I'm saying? That was ethnic mm-hmm. cleansing. You know, they, even though they looked the same to us, they could see the differences in one another, and they wanted to kill the other group. But this is like an actual, they're gonna, I think um, one of the countries that are going to fight for the United States, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be Kenya and um, Nigeria. So now you got Kenya and Nigeria fighting a war against Nigeria, which will totally devastate, you know, the little bit of stuff they got in Africa now and make them totally dependable on whatever side wins the war. So um, sad situation, but they... This is um, the United States failing policies there, you know. The West, um, China, Russia, they go and build roads, tunnels, bridges, dams. And the United States, Britain, France, they go to Africa and build churches. You see the difference? You know what I'm saying? They're going to give you Jesus. They ain't going to give you no, um, no infrastructure so that your people to do better. And you're going to take Jesus and give them your uranium, your cobalt, all your natural resources for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Where China and Russia are coming with Vogue. All right, give us the stuff. We're going to build this Vogue for you guys to have a Vogue, you know, that connection to the next country. They're like, what? Okay. You know, man, we're going to build a tunnel here for you so you can get here and there. And you don't have to, oh, wow. You know, we're going to build a bridge here. And that's going to build y'all a nice airport. What? what it, it's no competition. You know, I'm going to take the infrastructure. You know, so that's what you see happening there. Now, uh, so if they're making this LK-99, and they won't need the uranium to do the the power the um the nuclear stuff. 
Oh, you'll still need it for nuclear missiles, though. You know, this is a... The MK-99 isn't going to blow up. It's a piece of metal or a piece of material that is it's able to function on its own in a certain state. It's not um, like uranium will blow up, you know. And however, they put that together with the uranium and the plutonium, and they add certain gases and stuff to it, and you get the nuclear emission. So uranium will still be in high demand because they will be still using nuclear missiles in the future, you know, and they'll still want to keep their supply of uranium very high so they, they, they'll be able to threaten the world with their nuclear power. But um, this is going to be like energy, not not military power, but energy power, you know. Now, this L, um, LK-99 could, could power a submarine. It could power a, a, a aircraft carrier. It'll probably, if you ever watch the Avengers where the aircraft carrier could fly, oh, it's, it, it'll, they'll be able to do that now because they'll have this huge power source that allows them to put some propellers and stuff on the sides of it and it can get up in the air and stay up there and it won't lose power. You know, nuclear power has its flaws. It's not that powerful. It gives everybody electricity power, but, you know, to to be able to do... You you know you wouldn't put it on a space. You've never heard of them putting a nuclear power on a spaceship, saying because mm-hmm. it it has some limitations, you know, and people can't be around it. So you can't right. put it in your house. Like this thing to be able to put in your house, they'll put it in your walls, have all your you know electrical stuff running through it. You know, it should be something totally different. You know, and they copper wiring. And they probably mm-hmm. can uh, create some energy guns. You know, can't they take that energy and and use it as a weapon too? You know how knowing, they show in the white, space movies. No. Oh no, no. How no. They... Knowing white people, that's the first thing they're gonna be trying to work on. This thing is how could they use it militarily? That's how they do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they're so good at building stuff because they think about it in the most extreme way, and then they work backwards to how could this go to the everyday person. You know what I'm saying? But first is how can we use this in the military to make us um, better at killing people? You know, so, right. um, you know, that's a huge thing that they do. Um, yeah, I thought that that was, um, if they have this war in Africa, you um, got floods of Africans coming here. You know, it's not going to be. They're going to cut deals with them like the Ukrainians. They're going to come over. Uh, they, they're going to need them to be loyal to their, to them to stay over there. Some of them to stay over there and fight. So their families are going to come over here. So just like a lot of those men who stayed behind and fight, fought in the Ukraine, the, the contingency was my wife and kids goes to the United States. And I'm going to stay here and fight. And if I survive, then I come to the United States. But if I don't survive, at least my wife ain't, ain't here no more. You know, that that was kind of the contingency. You were, you didn't come over to here unless you was fighting. Your husband or your father or somebody was going to fight over there. He you tried for you to come here. That's the whole plan, you know. So, yeah, way there too. Just like a bunch of the Afghanistanians came here. 
um, you know, uh, uh, after that war, all the ones that helped the United States, they had to, you know, send them planes over there to get them. And those who couldn't come that they didn't have enough space for, they was trying to hold on to the planes as they was flying away. And it fell off. You know, if, if you remember those pictures of those those dudes holding on to the wind, thinking they was going to go over here, you know. Um, but, you know, those people who helped the United States always get some special privilege. It seemed to be, you get to come to the United States. You know, welcome to America. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, be like um, Eddie Murphy. You know, coming to America, you know, everybody, I'm so happy to be here, you know. Now, it's a shame what they're doing to the Africans that's here now that came up, yeah, came across the the border, and they got a hotel downtown, yeah, a hotel downtown Manhattan called the Roosevelt, and Mm -hmm. they they told all the, so you come here, you can stay, Um, and they only let the... Mexican immigrants in the hotel. They didn't let the African immigrants in the hotel. Mm-hmm. So all the African immigrants are sleeping outside the hotel. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the Mexicans got all the spaces inside the hotel. And, um, you know, they, they've been trying to ask, ask for our um, help when, you know, this isn't fair, brother. You you know, you guys should say something, but, you know, they don't come over here. I think uh, black people got hit to the attitude that they come over here with, and they not really, a lot of people are reluctant to really speak up for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel like they, they're not coming over here being assets to us. You know, you seem to be working with the white people against us. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, they're not getting the type of support they would have normally gotten in the past from like a, right. the black activists and stuff that would have been talked about how injustices and stuff. I, I don't see none of that. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. y'all want y'all own with this one, yo. You know what I'm saying? You know, we ain't fighting for y'all. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I think they're starting to feel that pain. You know what I'm saying? Um, any questions, Bab, on anything? Uh, no. Uh, when you're ready to open the line, I can open it, but I don't have any questions so far. Okay, I was going to get into this techno censorship. Yes, go um, ahead. And we've been um, dealing with this techno censorship for some time now, unfortunately. Uh, in fact, now, the new group saying they're being censored is LGBT. And they're saying that the technology, they're being techno censored because parents uh, aren't allowing their books to be in school. Uh, parents in some school districts have removed all the LGBT literature because they don't want their kids to be exposed to. The literature, so they're calling that censorship. Can you believe this? That's not censorship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I got a few articles here I wanted to go through. And um okay. quickly, I mean techno censorship, we experienced it during um COVID. Anyone who went online and said 
man, this this is some bullshit. This is a hoax. I don't believe this is real. I ain't taking that vaccine. That vaccine kills people. What happened to you on social media if you posted that? You got kicked off. You got suspended. If you put out a video on YouTube or, or Instagram, um, and you can have actual doc in your video, don't matter. Then you have content that's against the rules and regulation of this company. You can't say that. I mean, we've all experienced that. I mean, just if you write something in general, uh, talking about um, Jewish people, you know, they'll, eh, you know. I mean, honestly, technically, and the reason why black people are so quiet, and uh, this is why I say shut up, nigga, because how they rolled out this whole censorship thing was they used race. Mm-hmm. You know, they started going after white people who were saying racist things, um, taking their jobs from them, even though they didn't say it at work. You know what I'm saying? But um, they even created the word Karen for white women. You know, Karen is like the universal word for a racist white woman. Have you heard that before, the Karen thing does? Oh, yeah, they they got her all over the Internet. They got all kind of videos of Karen, yeah. Yeah, anytime a white woman does something now, they're like, uh, Karen in Pennsylvania, you know, picks up the middle finger at the black kids, or it'll be Karen in Detroit. You know, it's like the new university word for a racist white woman, right? Mm -hmm. So all of this is to censor them, right? Because we went along with it because we're like, yeah, finally, yeah, you know, get rid of these people cursing and calling us nigger and stuff. They should lose their job, even though they didn't say it at work, right? And we went along with it because they were getting punished, but we know that's not right. We know it's not right. You know, I, I go outside and I have, I, I call a white person a cracker. It's like, I shouldn't lose my job on the weekend if I call a white person a cracker. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have freedom of speech, but it was working in our favor, so we just shut up, nigga, and went along with it, right? Well, that's what generally happens with things working in favor. But then it became um, political, um, became uh, anti-Trump stuff, and it became pro-democratic stuff. And you started seeing a difference in, you know, hey, you can't say this or you can't say that. Or they, they, they'll censor, hey, what you said wasn't true, but I, I knew what I said was true. I said that it, it was a hoax. This Russian thing is a hoax. But you're going to punish me for saying that because that's against your rules and laws. I have the right to believe it's a hoax it's not. So it starts to turn up in other areas, and it keeps going, and it keeps snowballing. But no one's really fighting back, right, because – Who's going to fight back and defend the racist? Who's going to fight back and defend the homophobe, right? That's what they'll say. You know, oh, you, you say something about a gay person. It could be true. It could be, um, you know, I, um, I don't believe that transgender women should be, transgender men should be competing in women's sports. 
right? Flags. You can't say that. Those are women. You can't, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's right. all part of the censorship. So um, this first article is from Media Research Center, and it's called Censor Track. The secondhand censorship effect, the real impact of big tech thought police. And I like this because they say thought police. I was thought police before. See, I was calling into a black radio program like Bev uh, on another channel. And this was probably 10, 15 years ago. Maybe shorter than that, maybe longer, I don't remember. And I had expressed my thoughts on um, being from America. And the person, not the person who hosted the show, the person who ran the radio show, man, he started censoring me ever since then. You know what I'm saying? It was like, wow, you know, wow. And then the final show was I went in there and I talked about the show, man. Oh, man, I mean, that was it. You know, don't call back in my show anytime. We don't got confidence not to. I said, okay, no problem, man. And I'd never do it again, you know what I'm saying? No, but, you know, thought pollution, like, everyone else gets to pull in and say what's on their mind, you know, and, and add on to the conversation. But as soon as I add on with something that you don't know about, you want to thought police me now. Oh, no, no, that's out of my realm of, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, once again, the name of the article is The Secondhand Censorship Effect. The real impact of big tech thought policing. America is increasingly outraged by the manner in which radical big tech leftists are censoring conservative and Christian leaders and organizations on nearly every major social media platform. Media Research Center, CentralTrack.org, has identified and verified over 4,000 individuals examples of censorship. For purposes of this study, we looked at only the first quarter of 2022, wherein 172 cases were identified. An analysis of the audience of those individuals and organizations alone found that three, in that three-month period, there were no less than 144,301,713 times information was withheld from the American people using social media. So 144 million. Three months. Okay. Media Research Center looked in the set at seven platforms. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Spotify to calculate secondhand censorship impact. And um, they showed a little chart here. Um, have you heard of Joe Rogan before, Bev? Yeah, I heard of him. He, he has a um, secondhand censorship. 11 million people didn't see his some of his videos because of the censorship. Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson had 4,990,000 people 
not watch his video because of the the censorship on Twitter. And this is before Elon Musk. This was 2022. Senator Ron Johnson on Twitter, 290,000 people weren't able to see one of his remarks. Mark Dykes on Facebook, 873,000. Um, I mean, just 144 million people. The effective censorship that took place prior to the first quarter of 2022, the biggest example is former President Donald Trump, who was removed from all social media platforms in early 2021. Based on the size of his Twitter audience alone and the frequency of his tweeting, this would have pushed the um, first quarter secondhand censorship total into the billions. Okay. A full accounting of Spotify's censorship of Joe Rogan's podcast, Spotify removed approximately 70 episodes of Rogan's podcast. Rogan had estimated 11 million regular podcast viewers at the time. Had all 70 episodes been counted instead of as one, but separately, he would have lost a total of 770 million people who missed out on his content. Now, Joe Rogan has 70 videos taken down because in those videos, he or one of his guests used the word nigger. And um, around George Floyd time, it was this big push on censoring people and saying insensitive stuff to black people. So they pulled his stuff off, uh, put a lot of pressure on Spotify. Spotify took all those episodes where nigger was used and removed them from their channel, which now suppresses all his people from ever seeing those videos again, even though they might want to. Um, so that that's the big deal with that. Um, the biggest purveyors of secondhand censorship in the first quarter of 2022 were Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. During that time, you should suffer secondhand censorship than any other platform. Using Center Track Database, M, uh, Media Research Center, Free Speech America determined secondhand censorship affected Facebook 86,764,526 times. YouTube users 23,543,230 times. Twitter users 17,065,024. So, that was just in the first quarter. Now, what this is saying is they deem content that someone made to be, uh, for what whatever reason they're using, to be censored. So you can't see that. So all these viewers who subscribe to these people's channel or podcast or whatever can't see that content because platforms decided that should be censored. Okay, and as we go on, we'll see um, why. Um, Media Research Center also found that secondhand censorship affected Spotify users 11 million times, Instagram users 3,828,826 times, TikTok users 2,083,866 times, LinkedIn users 16,211 times. So then LinkedIn wasn't that bad, but that's just really woke. Um, so uh, secondhand censorship during the first quarter of 
Cassie, the fourth topic of war, alleged violence, race, transgender, COVID-19, and abortion, which were highlighted as their database. So those are the reasons they use for suppressing these people's um, content. They use war. Don't talk bad about this Ukrainian war. Oh, no. Don't talk bad. Don't talk about the Ukrainians and some damn Nazis. Oh, censored. You getting off. Okay. Race. You know, and of course, that's their page. They don't want white people to say nigger. I get it. Transgenderism. Oh, you got to agree with that or you're getting. You don't say that a woman is a woman and a man's a man or they're going to censor you. COVID-19, we all experience how that goes if you talk bad about that. And abortion. So those were the reasons they used to censor people. Anyone who was against abortion got censored. If you were for it, you, you didn't get censored. Secondhand censorship allegedly violent and war-related content more than any topic of the topic area during the first three months of 2023. Number 22, they counted 19 cases of censorship of alleged violent and war content resulting in users being affected by shorthand censorship 26,366,000 times during the first quarter. YouTube placed second content filters on Fox News report from Republican Tulsi Gabbard and Fox News host Laura Ingram about the Ukraine war as noted in March 9th, censor track entry. Gabbard said on the Ingram angle, the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, was reportedly open to engaging in negotiations to compromise with Vladimir Putin to end the war. YouTube used the content sources to charge Fox News subscribers, suggesting the video may be inappropriate, and that YouTube community had identified radio as inappropriate or offensive. Secondhand censorship translated to Fox News, 8,180,000 YouTube subscribers being prohibited from viewing potential pivotal news about possible paths toward peace as in the Ukrainian war. Of course, they didn't want peace. So when she said the obvious that at this time Putin and Zelensky was meeting, to have a peaceful negotiation. And at this time, Putin was even willing to give him back everything but Crimea. And they have a peaceful solution. The U.S. didn't want that. So the last thing they want someone in the media to do is talk about a peaceful solution. They want war. They need the war over there to keep it going. So um, that's just one of the reasons there, of course, the war. Race-related content targeted for secondhand censorship. In race category, woke big tech censorship took many forms. Actions range from Spotify retroactively removing some, some of comedian Joe Rogan's podcast to Facebook, blocking motivations of Babylon B's music video, portraying Black Lives Matter riots to Twitter, suspended free speech alliance, and member chalkboard review which opposed the Marxist critical race theory. Media Research Center counted 12 instances of big tech direct censorship of race-related content in the first quarter. Secondhand censorship affected the following 
of accounts 13,433 times. Okay, so um, of course these platforms, that's how many times people seeing Joe Rogan's podcast, watching the Babylon B video, which is really a video just showing all of the violent acts that were taking place during the Black Lives Matter riot. Okay, because of course they didn't want to portray it as a violent riot. They wanted to portray this as these people were walking around breaking stuff up and being freedom fighters. And like I said earlier, that's why the kids think it's okay to get away with that today. You know? Uh, so that's the race content that they did the most suppressing on was those issues there. And of course, critical race theory. Anyone who um, agrees that critical race theory is bad Oh, that's, uh, you're, you're gone. You're out of here. Okay. Twitter suspended the Daily Wire commentator Mike Wall, Matt Wolf in January. Twitter suspended Walsh for tweeting the greatest female Jeopardy champion, top female college swimmer, and first female four-star general in the U.S. Public Health Service are men, which is true, Right. Females, the girl, the guy, still with a penis, is racing the females in college, beating them by a whole lap. But we supposed to say that's a female. That general mm. that they keep showing us on TV, who's a tranny, we supposed to accept him as a female general. You understand? No, you're a dude who thinks you're a female. You're a wackadoo. Okay, and. That female, that transgender Jeopardy champion, um, what are we doing here? Those are not females. He just said the obvious, but he has his Twitter um, suspended. And this is an actual journalist, an actual member of the media being suspended by social media. YouTube removed a sermon by evangel- evangelist pastor John McArthur in January on basis of hate The censorship happened after the pastor preached on biblical sexuality to protest the Canadian law that some worry might be teaching of biblical ethics. The YouTube removal of the sermon meant that the secondhand censorship affected McArthur's 603,000 users. There are no such things as transgender with author preach, there are XX or XY. That's it. God made male and female. That's determined genetically, psychology, that is science, and that's reality. That's what a minister preached, and they canceled him off of YouTube. Took his sermon down, call it hate speech. How is that hate speech? That's all that. <clears throat> Twitter censored Attorney General, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton three times in March. The censorship happened in the course of two days, March 17th and 18th. Paxton initially called Levine a man, then called Emma Wayman the real champion of the Division I women's 500-yard freestyle after she looked for transgender swimmer Leah Thomas. After these two restrictions, Twitter callously censored a press release from Paxton's office criticizing big tech censorship. 
These three instances of Twitter silence and taxing translated into 532,000 times used on social media had the information kept from them. So this is the Attorney General of Texas. This, ain't, this is the person that in the state of Texas could go to any post office, any public square, and hold court, take anyone to court, including the governor of Texas, has the authority to do that. The most powerful person next to the governor who appointed them in Texas and they cannot say they want to congratulate the girl as the winner because the person who won is really a guy. You suspend the attorney general's Twitter account? So this is how bad it's gotten, right? And that's LGBT stuff. Um, just the news published after... March 3rd, reporting a Swedish study that found Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine can convert DNA inside human liver cells. All 867,000 of Just the News founder John Solomon's Twitter followers weren't allowed to read that post that covered the Swedish study. Not made up post. He took it from Swedish doctors who just did a study they're studying the COVID shot, and they're saying, hey, that's changing the people's liver DNA. The crap. You can't hear that. Such censorship potentially jeopardize the ability of viewers to seek appropriate medical care for COVID-19. The censorship story sub-headlines also noted the Center for Disease Control and Prevention claims the vaccine could not turn into DNA. So even though they took that person's article down, they put their own article up to challenge his... Come on, man. This is... This Mm -hmm. is... um, Crazy. Exactly. Big tax prejudicial secondhand censorship surged across 193 subscribers 193,000 subscribers to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show when YouTube refused to post the political commentator's interview of Mayor Senator Van Paul. Paul challenged the leftist narrative, saying there's no logical reason for vaccine mandates. This is a U.S. sitting senator. They decide, oh no, he can't say that there's no need for the vaccine mandates to continue, take them all. As you guys see, what are you going to be free to say in the future, right? Because um, it was a little parody I saw, a little comedy, and the guy was, um, he was on the phone talking to someone, and um, they were talking about a movie. Oh, he said, oh, He's on the phone talking to his friend, and he's like, hey, man, I'm about to watch a movie. Well, which one? I'm going to watch Vaders of the Last Talk, one of those um, movies with um, Harrison Ford. And he's like, oh, which one? He's like, oh, the second one. You mean the one where he chased the Nazis? And the phone said, you cannot use this phone for a week because you said 
you're promoting Nazi propaganda. Just because he said that, now that he was being funny to show the extreme of it. But um, no, nah, this is real. Um, now me personally, I've only been censored on YouTube, uh, and that happened a few months ago. Um, but I was in the comments because it's only a few things I'm a real comment on. And these dudes is being cool. Can I can't stand coonery. So I called them cool. And of course I didn't know you couldn't say that word. So YouTube suspended me for calling these dudes coons for a week. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I didn't say no lie, I was telling the truth. They were cool. Um, but you know, the stuff they was doing was, was crazy. But yeah, um it, I got some more articles on this, but if you wanna open the line, I could um we could go to that. Uh, let's see here. Hold on, let's see. Who's here? Let me go back. Okay. The phone number is three two three six four two one five eight six. If you have a question, comment, uh, call in. Push the number one. Okay, uh, seven zero six, Kwame. Good evening, Sister Bev. Good evening, Tatmos. Good evening. Peace, Anyway, you know, great show, man. And a lot of important information that you're sharing. And about the censorship, that, that's part of them having behavior control. So the thing that we're, what we're, we're seeing is, is that they're showing us how much you know, yeah, we, we buy these phones and we get on them and we do all of these things, but they still have the FCC control. Trump showed you that when he did the broadcast on everybody's cell phone across America, and he made an announcement. But that's that's to show that they have control over that. And anyway, they have the algorithms, and we're in the new Jim Code. You know, we got through Jim Crow. Now we're in the new Jim Code because anything that is is put through the the fiber optics of this system, they in essence have control over what what gets led through and what doesn't there's a journal called uh the journal of psychology media and what they have done is is they look at how that they program the news and the television programs and this is what you were talking about when they were displaying the youth and letting them see how they tear up things because what this is is that they're looking at saying, see, we can't let these young people do because they're, self, they're destructive. They're doing this and they're doing that. And then even when they had the riots with George Floyd, they had Antifa to step in. And, and they would put their operatives in, into the riots to do the part of portraying the racism that they want to keep perpetuating because mm-hmm. as long as the Europeans see us doing things to each other. See, they don't need to be doing They ain't doing no good. And that and the other. But the part that you went through about what you were talking about, the Berlin Conference in 1884, this is what's happening to, to 2024. This is, this is happening today. United States, United States has 29 bases in Africa. France has only 15. 
Niger is one of their main bases where they control their drones. Niger is where they control their drone base in. So what you're seeing is, is the operatives, and the thing about them harvesting uranium, you can go right now above Flagstaff, Arizona, there's a place called Tuba City or the Land of the Forgotten People. That's where they mine the uranium to create the Oppenheimer's bomb that they dropped on Japan and, and on Japan. That land can never be used again, and it's millions of acres that they, they put them on as their reservation, but they can't, that land has no, no, it cannot grow anything. For thousands of years, it won't be able to produce anything. That's what you have going on in Niger, and that's why they're coming up with this thing about the grain and, and, and tr- controlling the grain. As long as they're taking the, the resources out of it, they're destroying the land. The other part, what we're seeing is, is that Africa is the key part of this new trade because the largest population of, of young people, 70% is on the continent of Africa. 70% between 18 and 30-year-old is 17%, and by 2050, the population will be in the billions there because the African is not going for the genocidal process. They're still reproducing. The average woman has four children per woman on the continent of Africa. That's why they're not accepting that LGBTQ stuff. So what we're seeing is is that this is the new thing, and the LK-22, LK-99 <laughs> Remember when the microwave came out and they said people couldn't walk into the room where a microwave was, was being used? Mm-hmm. Remember when they first came out that. with the big microwave? Same mm-hmm. thing. That will not that is going to affect the human because the gust the, the amount of yeah, it's gonna put out electricity, but the magnetic is going to affect the human body. And so what we're looking at Yes, you're going to be able to to turn on this and turn on that, but you ain't going to be able to be in the room with it. See, this is the part. University of Toronto did when they were talking about the the superconductors back in in the early part of 2000. Toronto was doing, it was listing all the things that that would do when they create that because what it's going to do, it has to have a magnetic field. And you are energy. And in that field of energy, you will be affected by what's being transmitted from that little box, super box that's going to put out, oh, we got new electric. Oh, no, you got a new deferate. We already have the effect of the 5G right now and what it's doing transmitting through the cell phone towers and through the power lines, and you're going to compact it and put it into a nice-sized power box and say, here, let me put this here so we can kill you quicker. I'm not going against technology, but we've got to look at it honestly because they have not perfected a lot of the things that they're putting out here. Even the 5G is not perfected because that's what happened in Wuhan when they turned it on over there. They say it was a bet, but the same thing happened in 1918 when they turned on electricity and they had the, 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 the flu. So this is the whole part of what we're seeing is, yes, we make advancements, but we have not made advancements with the natural order of things, and we're out of order. 
And so these are the parts, and I'm grateful for what you bring us because we need to know what they're doing because this is all part of the media, the censorship, that's part of it. But the portrayal of us through media, this is how they see us because other countries, when they show us on these different programs, especially the, the criminal programs, they show Dick Wolf has been putting out law and order, criminal uh, one, and putting out all of these crime programs. This is giving the world who we are shown to be. And so this is how the media portrays all of these acts, just like here's a sister, four sisters on top of Elmina Castle twerking, holding their cell phones and, and putting this on TikTok. That goes around the world. Respect our ancestral places. You wouldn't get, you would try twerking at, at the mosque or twerking over there at the wall at where the Jews pray at. Guarantee you they would be probably killed. I mean, we got to look at what's being given to us and what they're using to get us distracted because when you say entertainment, the word is really telling you right there to enter you and to detain you, to keep you from progressing to your highest natural good, to your God self. And this is the part that we have to begin to use it. Like we said last night on the show, Bell, we need to have mm-hmm. the time we can use the techno-spiritual but we need to come together and get in nature and get into the human contact and discuss what we need to discuss and move to the next level in our evolution. That's what we Correct. have to do. All that's good, you know, and it's, it's good that we progress it because my generation, Bear, your generation X, mm-hmm. you, you, came, you came introduced to it. We didn't. You all are the ones help us to learn how to use it and work with it. This is why... I'm here listening for you because you're telling me something that I got to research and see how it goes with what went on before, before it came, and what it's doing to now. We got to bring them together. What what was past? We got to look at how is it foundationally correct for the for the future. And that's the coming together, working together. That's it. That's the old and the and and the next generation. And we got to look at the young people because the way that you were saying that these young, because when you, I seen that, all of the young people in the street, everyone had a phone. Watch George Floyd had his knee on his neck. Everybody standing there with a phone. Yes, good, we recorded it, but nobody went to help him. Dang, you might have saved his life. You might have got arrested, but you might have saved his life. Yeah, for sure. But um, I ain't see nobody with phones in Alabama, though. You saw that? Yeah, they did the headphones. I mean, no, no, none of them brothers that was down there fighting, they wasn't, you know, I heard the sisters, you know, get them, get them. They they was holding their phones and filming, but I saw brothers stepping in to help, to help that dude. Unlike George Floyd, where they just sat there and yelled, you know, get off on me, stuff like that. You know what I mean? But um, the um, the LK ninety nine, 
I get what you're saying. It's definitely going to alter the energy. And um, if, it, if it ever comes about, you know what I'm saying? So that's something to definitely think about. Because right now with all these um, devices we use, um, they omit um, radiation and things like that as, you know, stuff we're using right now to talk on this phone. So who knows what they'll be omitting then. And um, right, you... today, right, I'm on my way to work. And I get to my office, the office I work at, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm on time, you know, walking, you know, take my headphones off, you know, and um, I see my coworker. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, to work. She's like, no, you were supposed to work at the other office today. I said, oh, I forgot you. So I rushed downstairs, hop on another train, catch it to the other office. So it's raining this morning and it's so humid. So I'm just pouring down sweat. So while I'm sitting on the train, I, I pick out a rag for my backpack and wipe my sweat with it, and uh, take my headphones off because they was, you know, getting wet from the sweat and put them in my backpack. And then I realized, oh, this is my stop. And I got off and I left my phone on the damn train, bro. Mm. I was, oh God, how did I leave my phone? trying to grab everything and just get off real fast, usually in my pocket, but, you know, I put it down because I was wiping my sweat. So get to work, I tell my boss, man, I left my phone on the train. She was like, oh, my God, how can I call you all day and bother you if you don't have your phone? She says, did you try calling it? I said, nah, it's the wash, man. I'm going to have to get a new phone. I go, she says, all right, well, you go downstairs, cool down, you're sweating, you know, it's that and other. So I go down and I sit down and I put the fan on. So I use the work phone and I call my mother, I tell my mother, you know, I lost my phone. So, you know, if you try to call me, don't think I'm avoiding you, you know what I'm saying? And my boss comes rushing in. I, I called your phone and this guy picked up. He has your phone. So. I had to go all the way out to Flush, Queens. She said, go, just go right now. I don't care, just go. So I will go all the way out to Flush and Queens. Flush and Queens, Flush and Queens makes Chinatown look like it ain't Chinatown. That's how much Chinatown Flush and Queens is. It's Chinatown on steroids. Okay, mm. so I'll be over there. Well, you smell is fish and stuff everywhere. You know, they, they run everything. Ain't a sign in English. You know what I'm saying? This is a huge part of Queens. Might be the biggest part of Queens, right? So I get there, and, um, you know, it was a, a Spanish dude. You know, he gave me my phone, and I, you know, was able to. So I was thinking, man, how I can't even call Bab to tell her I can't do a show without the phone, <laughs> you know? But, um, but all that to say, if he's talking about the young people with their phones, and, man, yo, my whole life was over because everything I got, thinking, yo, I can't even buy lunch today because I left my car at home thinking I'd just use my phone, you know. That's how I got on the train this morning. I had to borrow train fare for my boss to go get the phone, you know, because that's my my card is in the phone, you know. It's, everything is in that one device. So these kids are always holding it. You um, know, it's like a... a a source of power almost, you know what I'm saying? I can't really explain it. 
Um, but I do see that the the youth will film something happening rather than um, engage in trying to stop it. You get what I'm saying? So it could be a, a back in my day, you see some people fighting. It was always some people that was trying to break it up. They would try until they realized, okay, these dudes, they going to fight regardless, so let me just let them fight. But they, there was always someone who tried to break it up. The phone is sort of like an instigator. It's like, you know, ooh, we got you on camera now. So now you know when everyone's watching, you're going to act a little bit more extra. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to look like no sucker. You know, so I, I see the phones really, like you was just saying, the young people's addiction to the phone. Because I didn't even have right. it my whole life. And I I felt like I was lost. And I was only without it for like an hour. And I felt like, man, what am I going to do? I don't got my music. I don't got everything is in there. And uh, the same trend yeah, with these young people, that's why when you take their phones, they lash out in ways that is really violent, right? You can see like a good kid, the parent takes the phone, and they go kick over the table, you know, because that's their life. That's more than just their, you you know, someone your age looks at it like a phone. Then I call people and I, I'm able to, to look up some information, but they look at it like this is their everything. This is their, they don't know their friends' numbers. They, this is how they communicate with their friends. This is how, so, yeah, it's it's a big deal, man. Right, and the, and I'm glad we're talking on this because I was reading, and i got to get this book. This guy, his name is Jonah Harry. He's out of U.K. He wrote a book called Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention. Right there, your focus was on wiping the sweat off, and you're getting it off, and you laid the phone down and, and, and had to jump off the train to go and left your phone. But you, you realize that the focus is is that the phone has everything you need to function. Basically, you we have come so dependent on these phones, even to where our children, what you just said about them having tests, because the, the dopamine release in the brain and they're so chemically addicted. These young people are Wi-Fi addicts and the adults why this system has been set up in the way that we are the new captain. We're, we're Wi-Fi slaves. <laughs> yeah, we definitely in the web. And yeah, we're in the web. Can't get and out that there. web. And, and, this, and that, that spider is just crawling around saying, okay, we got another one. And what are they using? Mm-hmm. They use cotton to start it with the fiber, the white, the white gold, Start the industrial age. Now they're using the fiber, the fiber optics, to web the, the the rest of the planet by dropping these cables into the ocean and connecting all of these continents so they can have transmission from satellites, but they can still keep transmission on the Earth because it's all under the ocean. Let me uh, let me let somebody else on at the table. Seven four zero nine six three. Greetings, family. Greetings. 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 
How you doing, Sister Bell? Great, great. How are you doing? Peace, peace, peace. Doing good, doing hey. good. How you doing, Brother Thomas? Elder Kwame? Doing good, brother. Great, man. That's, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, I'm just grateful to, to again to be a part of this this whole thing and Sister Bev giving the platform and you know, Brother Thomas can't can't get enough, man. It's right on point with the AI and it's interesting that you had mentioned Joe Rogan because to me he he brought together a bunch of personalities that he not necessarily condoned, but it shows just how AI was used uh, to alert. Um, to alert the opposing forces that, hey, you know, there's some good information being put out over on this side. You might want to go in and, you know, do your censorship thing and, and shut that piece down. Because, you know, even though it was uh, viewed as a white community using the N-word in an inappropriate manner, a lot of the times, even though they were making use of that word, like around the George Floyd thing, uh, Rogan was actually pointing out how, inappropriate that was he, he's one of the few personalities that actually spoke up for you know black folk in, in my opinion I, I no longer follow him but just the whole ai thing and and, and how it was used it and you know it, it came out later on that um twitter and and other uh platforms were um allowing uh certain members to have uh backdoor information and they would be able to go in and censor certain things, and again to uh, keep that out of the um, the active community uh, from being able to take action on it. So there's some good things in there, you know. Even with um, AI, we have to realize that hell, man, we we can regain a lot of control. You know, there, there's so many different things going on right now. I, 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 my wheelhouse and add too much more than what you already have, but good points. And again, the thing is focus. You were taken out of your normal course of behavior today, and in that, and, and in doing so, you did something that exactly. happened with you. You sat your phone down just for a minute, and you know I've been under under those situations, and and oh man, thank God we. It seems like we're protect, we're protected by a lot of uh, uh, divine intervention because you got your phone back, I got my phone back, and you know a couple of those situations. <laughs> but but we have such a dependency on technology today. Uh, for me, and some of the issues that I, I'm trying to mitigate, I, I went back to writing everything down: addresses, phone numbers. You know what I mean. So therefore, if I'm ever in that situation, I can just pull open my little spiral notepad out of my backpack and say, hey, man, can I borrow your phone? I need to make an emergency phone call real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I always revert back to that old school thing, knowing that, you know, what we have going on today and technology and all the, the, the dependencies. And, yeah, it can be a, a great just allowing our kids to get involved in such photosensitivity, you know, devices that give off uh, photosensitivity to the point of, you know, it kind of hypnotizes people, you know. And then the whole dopamine thing on, you know, posting something and expecting some sort of a like or, you know, some sort of a comment, you know, yeah, that all has a dopamine response as well. And, yeah, they keep using that against the people who really don't know what they're dealing with. And that's how they get a lot of people caught up in bullshiggity. And, you know, next, you know, you got people running down the street naked, smoking crack and, 
you know, when they really don't, they just normally drink water, you know, for their life and, you know, honor Buddha or whatever the hell it is. So, um, mm-hmm. great, great conversation, family. I, I appreciate y'all giving yeah. me a little bit of time you know to, what? To, to speak on the topic. Go ahead, brother. I think the addiction has a large part to do with the light. And it's always a um, fascination with lights. From even when you're a child, right, the colors that they put in front of you are always, you know, bright, but they give you these toys that light up, and they don't even really do nothing. You just push the button so it lights up, and, um, you know, you, you go, I always say, why do people come to New York? You know, I don't get the whole fascination. What the heck you come here for? See a building? But I think it's the lights, man. They come to see the lights. All right, they they come to see Times Square all lit up at night, and, and you're pitch black darkness, but it looks like you're in the middle of the afternoon with all the lights on. Right, uh, same thing with Regis. It's a it's a connection to lights, just like it's a connection to sounds. Right, but uh, lights in particular because this is all technology that's built fourth dimension, built using light. And uh, light um, has a light and time both have the same um, thing. In fact, you measure you measure time using light, and you measure light using time. You know, so the fact that you have this light that's in your hand that you can engage with, and it shines back at you, and it, and you can control it, and it's it's so many lights, and you'll spend time. Just using it, right? Just wasting time. Just wasting time. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when I was talking about how TikTok works, how it works, like the, um, they they gave the example of the the rat in the cage, and he pulls a lever, and a piece of food comes out. He pulls a lever, and another piece of food comes out. He pulls a lever, and nothing comes out. So what's he gonna do? He's gonna sit there and pull a lever, pull a lever, pull a lever, pull a lever, and then a piece of food comes out. And he's going to keep pulling the lever because eventually he knows that that piece of food will come out. And that's the same thing with this looking at these lights. You're going to keep swiping to the next video, to the next video, because, you know, eventually that video that we like is going to come on, right? That one that's going to be only 30 seconds long, but it was something that we really wanted to see. And that's the best of the least. That's the the dopamine effect that Kwame was talking about that these kids get. But the light, the light itself, even the fireworks, man, people, who don't love fireworks, you know? Little kids uh, sit there with their eyes wide open and their mouth open looking at the fireworks because, oh, look at all the lights. So that's the connection, I think, that that makes this thing so addictive, you know. And, you know, Facebook, Facebook Mm -hmm. intentionally built that into the application to behave that way. Especially right. for adolescent users, and as a matter of fact, <clears throat> I don't know how they got around it, but you were supposed to be eighteen and older to to have a a, a, a Facebook account, you know. And, and I don't know how many adolescents have have been signed up for for Facebook that are well under eighteen. Now, the thing about Facebook is early on, like 2013, and, and Rob X brought this up as, as well on, on a few assistant Bev show. Um, I've even read through a few white papers, you know, the executives for, for, for that uh, 
uh, company were jumping ship. Like, I wouldn't let my children interact with that application over my dead body type situation. So they built it into the application to um, stimulate flight or fight flight response, that whole addictive, you know, that serotonin dopamine thing, that that's exactly what they intended to do, which is which is well, a what, damn shame. You know. Yeah, but could I add to that? Mm-hmm. Because the thing okay. that Hartmos was saying with light and and time, what's the speed of light? One one hundred and eighty six thousand miles per second, right? That's what Einstein came up and said that's the speed of light. What's the speed of darkness? The same thing. People are afraid, in the essence, is is they work on a fear factor. You said that part of the flight or flight. People are afraid of darkness. You take a person and put them in the country where it's dark and where it's no street lights and not, all the fears kick in because it's the natural way that we're supposed to be in, but we have been conditioned to be in an unnatural and artificial environment. That's why, like you saying, Vegas and Times Square is daylight at night because people don't want to be in darkness. You sleep with the light on. You sleep with the television on. You sleep with, with you got to sleep with some type of light around you. And the part of it is that shuts you down because you have a natural arca- a circadian rhythm that your body was naturally made that when the sun goes down, it releases the melatonin for you to go down. You're not supposed to be altered from the natural and the, uh, the, the, the light and the dark. We're supposed to have balance, but we're out of balance. We're out of order. And this is what they're using to create this disorder is that blue light because they've just taken it down and not they've taken it down through a blue light and that's what they're using you got the halogen lights you got all of this because you started out with candescent light first you started with candlelight you started with the light of the fire then you had the oil light then you got electricity and when you turned on electricity what did you get you got a major disease because you disrupted the frequency of light and dark by putting another frequency in it. And then doing and also, that, you took people, this is why people are so having to have to be in light, because they're afraid of the dark. People fear darkness. Some do. I don't. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, dwell, I don't. I dwell I best in meditation and the darkness, and then people need to do a digital detox. And get away from that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, a, a good one day out of the week or do just fine. But damn, I, I do it more than that. So I ain't done Facebook since 2013, since I started reading those white papers and, and figuring out what the hell was going on. No, no, I'm, I'm cool. And, and still to this day, you know, family members, hey, you ain't seen such and such? Nope. I don't interact with that craziness. That's just and, self-inflicted gunshot wounds to the foot all day long, right? And and also it's a form of hypnosis because they they was doing it with the TV. If you was to, uh, you know how we look at TV in the living room, we have the lights out and go in the kitchen or another room and look back in that living room, you're going to see all of those lights flickering. 
And that's just like when they used to have that that mm-hmm. wheel whirling around. It used to be in circles, and that put you up yep. on a hypnotic thing. And that's what they use for hypnotic too. Yes. The outer, the outer limits, limits. Uh, twilight zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and see, even with 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 the thing that the little Indian when television went off, that was the first QR code that mm-hmm. we have now. That you take pictures of these little QR codes, and you got to that Indian with those circles around it was so when they came back to the to the television station the next morning, they didn't have to try to focus that camera. All they had to do was point it onto that 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 Indian and it automatically adjusted right back to the to the same frequency. Mm. Yeah. Not honestly okay. believe that once once we get back to interaction with Earth, either through gardening or not gardening or whatever, you know, uh, 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 and actually get, uh, interacting with the animals like horses or, you know, some sort of a livestock in, in that, you know, there's a symbiotic relationship, you know, with nature. And once we begin to embrace those things to, to begin, and, you know, a lot of groups are, are starting to come together and, and, and do those land things, so um, it seems to be working. So, and that's all I have and to we, add. And thanks for your time, thank, Tim. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, we also need to stay out them supermarkets. We need to start going to the farms and uh, buying our, you know, the farms. Have, you get the food cheaper and everything when you go directly well, to the farms and get them. And everything. I realized this today when I was in Flushing, right? Because, mm-hmm. like I say, my wife is from Flushing, and my wife remembers when the area was no, it was no Asian people at, in the area at all. And mm-hmm. as she grew up, it became gentrified by Asians, right? So when I first met her, I would go catch the train out there, and I was amazed. Like, damn, look at all these Chinese people everywhere. Look at this. But when I went there today, it was on a whole nother level. It was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the population was super huge, right? But every other store was a food stand, some type of food stand, some type of mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. And I said, they're getting all this stuff because they own all the doggone land in America. You know what I'm saying? So this is all stuff coming from their farms because I saw a couple of mm-hmm. – trucks that looked like they had out-of-state plates, you know, like um, Oklahoma plates, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, whoa, right. that's right. You know, so these are these are um, the foods that they're growing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And bringing back to their their part of town and every, every other store to set up a whole market to sell this stuff. I mean, they had these cucumbers about the size of a at least like at least four feet long, super huge cucumbers, mm-hmm. big giant. Now you know they like GMO stuff. The Chinese they'll eat anything, but I mean they had a lot of stuff that I never saw before. And I said, you know, there's no way they're getting all this stuff from China. They growing this stuff right here. This is the farms that they, that all the farmland that they done took over to mm-hmm. to grow their own stuff. You know, all this dragon fruit and stuff that they eat, you know, so I thought that was like, wow, we should be doing that. All we get is a guy in Harlem, he sets up on the corner, 
And they set up on corners every summer, and they bring all the watermelons from the south, and, you know, they, they sell them on the corners. But then what about everything else we throw? Like, we, we need to really set up a, a system of getting a market. Um, and really going to take, well, take some no, type of technology. No, because some people mean. is doing that already. Some people, this like I wasn't familiar no, to know about, about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, about some people. I'm talking about where we got every other store in Harlem where some black people are selling the stuff they grow down south. It should be the same way the Chinese got it. You know, it, it, all it's going to take is some logistics. You know, like, yo, okay, um, which is going to take some technology. You growing this, and when is it going to be ready? Okay, I'm going to have a truck go down there to pick that up at that date. You know, it has to be some type of logistics, the same way FedEx works and UPS works and Amazon works to get packages from here to there in a certain amount of time. We could do the same thing. It's just going to take some uh, us to get together to do it because there's no reason why in Chinatown they got all those huge fruit stands and vegetable stands with stuff they grew here in our country. You know, and we don't got none of it. And we got more well, land than them. But well, can I go back people, to something? Well, we got people that's doing that here already. I'm just finding out about in Michigan that we got people that there's farms here that the the farmers, that there are people that go get the food, bring it to a certain come and get the food and take it back to the city or wherever they they doing. We just not connected. And that's where the technology has got to come in because yeah. we have to get the people that know how to set up the apps that we could go on and say, okay, the weekend is going to be the farmer's market down here at, at, at this location and they're yeah. going to bring in farm, black farmers are coming in. My first job as a seven-year-old kid, every summer I used to get on the back of Mr. Bishop's vegetable truck, go down in the, before sunrise, go down the South Water Market, buy all the greens and vegetables, and come back up to the city and go up and down uh, the, the, the alleys in Chicago yelling vegetable man. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we, we, we got away from, and these are the ways in which we – were able once upon a time that we had people that would go and go and get the vegetable, bring yeah. it back, and drive down. Yeah. But you try doing that in the community now and see what happens. These are the things that we have to look at and see how can we bring these back. Because all of that artificial lighting in the produce section, that stuff is artificial and is grown in factories. Everything. It ain't grown yeah, out here. Yeah. Right. That's why I say stay out the supermarkets. And I I was told also that it's best to eat food where it where you are living at, just because you in that yeah, vibration you eat that food. And every state have farms, right? Because of the energy that it grows in, you living on. And yes. so what best to what best to work with your body? That the 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 earth and the energy that 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 you're living on, you're consuming it and eating. But the other part is is that the indigenous now are, are now teaching in their universities and on their reservations, food sovereignty, food is medicine. Mm-hmm. The thing that they're saying that once upon a time was, eat 
nothing that doesn't grow in its own packaging. Eat nothing that doesn't grow in its own packaging. Because you look at, you go in the supermarket, all these different designs and packages and all of this labeling and words on the packaging, all of that has an effect on what's inside of that package. That's, that's going inside of you. So when you eat something that is grown, when like like you got those long cucumbers, you got all of that fruit that's outside still in the sunlight, in the sunlight. So you are seeing yeah. what it grew from, and and that's the energy that you want to take and put in you. But you taking something from outside that's under fluorescent lights that makes it look colorful. But if you have got wax on it. But when you take the when you take the fruit the food out of the store and you take it outside, it looks different. It's a whole mm-hmm. different lighting because that lighting is made to to give it that false look. And you know, a lot of people have food trucks. I mean, why not go to the farm and and uh, sell your stuff on your food trucks? I would love to have a food truck somewhere, and I know where they parked at, and I can go and get something that they just got from the earth, from the farm. Yeah, but I had a sister that lived in Iowa, and she used to go around to the farm and help pick stuff. And the excess that they did, she had a truck that she did can. She would mm-hmm. get all. She had all of her mason jars and all of the stove that butane, uh, right, propane stoves, and she bought. She canned all of that food that she got off of, fresh out the earth, canned it right yeah. there, and had it for sale. I mean, it's, it's so much we could do. That's the shelf life. Yeah. Let me let let me let this person at to the mound table also. Four zero five three eight eight. Peace, family. Better love. Better love. Um, I wanted to say, as far as the, uh, hello? I said, peace, Sister Sharon. Yes, hey, Sister hey. Sean. Great to hear you. Hey, man, it's great to call in and uh, <laughs> bring this to the family. So, you know, I know we always coming down on the youth for being on their phone mm-hmm. so often. And even as Thomas mentioned, um, you know, they willing to record, but they not willing to engage. And I just wanted to ask, how did y'all miss the uh, the holiday yesterday? Or I'm sorry, Saturday. What holiday? Y'all want to hear what happened in Montgomery? Uh, oh, yeah, we talked about, about that at the beginning of the show. I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. We talked about it at we the spoke beginning about of the show. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, because I was like, man. Y'all can't let the night pass without mentioning <laughs> such amazing work at, at play there. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I say came yeah. together, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was, was one of the few times you ever see brothers, sisters, and the youth, and the elders all use all together on that one. That was like a family reunion. Everybody was together on that one. I, I loved it. And, Oh, nobody had but, to say a word. That was the most beautiful thing about it all. Nobody had to say a word. It was nothing but action to be taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel. But yeah, um, going back to. Oh, go ahead. 
I feel bad for the brothers. Oh, they gotta go. Like to me, if if this was a white cop getting beat up by some black kids, some black people jumped in to help them. They wanted to lock none of them dudes up, man. But you know, I have to, I hate that they lock these brothers up, and they probably gonna have to, you know, get some sentencing or something behind it. But I felt like it was self defense, and oh. But the white guys up. got locked up, too. The white guys got locked up. Yeah, they got locked up. Locked they up deserved too. to get locked up. But to me, the black mm-hmm. people did because they was helping my man. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, when you jump somebody, when you jump Self-defense. a black person, yeah, when you jump mm-hmm. a black person, the get back is anybody with you getting jumped. Everybody getting hit. It's, it's not no, uh, we just looking for the ones who did it stuff. No, man, you... You stand out here with them, you get in it too. You know, so that that's what I saw, and they gonna punish them for that. But I love it though, man. They they need to take that one. August is officially Black History Month. I'ma just go ahead and call it. But um, going back to uh, what you guys were speaking about with technology earlier, and you know, even though we have all these advancements, we have, you know, we have to find ways to always, you know, stay connected to nature and, um, you know, protect and prevent these uh, waves and frequencies from affecting us, affecting our minds, affecting, you know, our bodies. We have everything that we need here, everything organized. Mm-hmm. Very right. powerful. If you're around technology, have yourself some protection around you. Organize is what it is. But even, I you am. know, and that's the part that a lot of us, organ generators, crystals, different things that you use to shield yourself. Because even in, in going into the holy of the holies and the biblios, the helios biblios, they talk about the breastplate of the gold and, and, and the gemstone and the mineral, I mean, the gemstones that were used in order to go into that, 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 that space. So what we're looking at is how do we counter this? You know, they got, what do they call these, uh, blue light glasses that now they're, they're selling to people that work on computers and in front of computer screens all day in order to, to save their eyes. And mm-hmm. even the part of being able to know how to, uh, what is the Tesla Tesla uh, coils? You can you can get them from Switzerland. The Tesla coils that you can put on your on the back of your phone to help in the transmission to keep some of the radiation off of you. The certain things we got to learn if we're going to use it, we got to know how to use it in the best way. But we don't have to use, just like anything, we use it in moderation. Because I used to That's tell my, my children, okay, yeah, you can watch television, but however long you watch that television, you're going to have to give me that time in books. You're going to have to read a book. If you're going to sit there and watch two hours worth of a program, you're going to have to give me two hours worth of book reading. Absolutely, so, uh, I agree. We do have to break it up. 
So, Sister uh, Shine, you deal with technology. What do you do when you're working with your technology? I have organized pyramids all around my office at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them all around my house at home. I, I have crystals everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation. Meditation is a lot of things. It is a very important thing, too, because when you put your intentions out there, and when you have pure intentions, and you got divine energy working on your side, it's, yeah, your mind becomes stronger, which in turn makes your physical body stronger. Okay. Because Even with I, tomorrow. I have... mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I have crystals and all of that around my computer, but I still can feel the the energy. The radiate, I still feel it, and I probably would feel it a whole lot if I didn't have all this stuff around me. The other part that I do, well, I guess because I live out here in the woods, and the thing mm-hmm. that I do with it is at night before I go to bed, I got all of my, my Wi-Fi and stuff is on, on the surge protector, and I hit the surge protector button and turn everything off. And then I what too. I do is turn off all lights. Because mm-hmm. sleep and darkness is better that I can I find that I'm better able to relax and let that circadian rhythm kick in and sleep better. And even when the way in which we sleep directionally, you know, is that there's wires that run through the walls. There's electricity running through your wall constantly. And the thing about mm-hmm. it is, is that a lot of people still use metal bed frames and, and, and spring coil mattresses and all of that conducts energy. If you got it up against the wall, it's pulling that energy that's seeping out of the wall onto that bed frame and onto those springs and that mattress. And you lay in there in that bed with your land on your back and that energy running up and down your spine is being directed. So that's why it's good to turn off as much as you can to be able to do that and attempt to put your 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 sleeping space in a direction where if it's possible that your head is facing east so that way the energy of the sun when it begins to rise it will make you rise with it and see we have to get back into the order of how we we relate with energy because for me is is that my bed faces that, and I got to get up at quarter to five, six o'clock. I know I have to sit here until the sun come outside and sit till the sun come up. Then I'll go back and get in the bed. But that sun is going to wake me up in order for me to greet it. And then once I greet it and then the daylight is up, I'll go get back in the bed, take me a nap, and then get up later and do what I need to do for the rest of the day. But there's an order to it, and I know everybody's got to get to work and do those things, and I'm doing but we've got to develop a ritual in being able to see how we we focus in, in giving ourselves the right permission. Even there, there was uh, at the, the Consciousness Award, the brother was saying a prayer. He says, everybody should go to the mirror before you go to bed and look at yourself and say, I love you for the day. To tell yourself that you, if nobody else tells you, you tell yourself that you love you in order before you go go into to sleep. And what I do with sleeping, I've got two tight magnets and a crystal that I keep in my pillowcase because that helps my, my brain waves 
magnetically the, those two hematite magnets and that crystal helps me to keep a balance in dream time. So it's these little things that, that we have to begin to implement as part of our ritual and how we go through our days. Yeah. You're right. Wow. Well, now, yeah. now we get we we got about ten minutes left. Uh, Sister Shine, are you getting close to having your class? Yes, I've actually uh, already started building out the modules, um, like getting a lot of the certificates ready for each module. So, yes, coming along. It'll be um, I'll be announcing the date probably in the next three weeks or so because it'll be starting okay. um, late September. Okay, well, you're going to have to come on and let us know when. And everybody. Yeah, I've already tomorrow's... had a couple of the family members reach out to me. Hmm? Yeah, tomorrow so is 888, the gateway with the sun oh, aligned with the sun and the, and the galactic and, okay. and Sirius. All of that is the, the alignment of that portal gateway. And so writing tonight your intentions or whatever – and putting forth what you want to transmit or what you feel that you want to see, just project it. Put it out mm-hmm. into the universe. So, to, okay, after 12 o'clock, we're going into the 888, the Lion Gate, our opening. Yeah, and, and we're being in the Lion's Gate, but this is the alignment of our okay. son, Sirius, which is July 1st is when it came back. And it's now, you know, it aligned with the with the pyramids of Giza and that whole alignment there. And it's four days left on two of the what it is is on eight eight. It aligns with the the sun, the sun in the in the Milky Way galaxy, and Sirius all line up together on on that on that eight eight. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. And then it moves. Yeah. Right, and then it moves, and and the whole cycle moves again. But that's that's the way the cycle goes. Mhm. Okay. Very powerful time. So we got to know how yep. to use these powerful energies. Yeah, and that's that's how you you work your alchemy. Okay. Tugmos. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank everyone for calling in. I'll, um, always a great conversation, and uh, I look forward to um, Sister Sean coming back on to do a show about the school and see um, exactly um, where she is with everything, um, so we can try to promote it and get as many people to sign up as possible for her. Uh, and um, yeah. I'll mute myself. Thank you, Bev. I love you as always. Love all the family. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Yes, thank us. Thank us. And thanks, listener. I'll be back tomorrow uh, with Dr. Robert X. Better love, everyone.
Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.